Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Well, hi there. We're um, here on this Future Print Podcast, and we're doing something a little bit unique today. Um, as many of you know, we've we put together a Future Print Vision Report. Um, which really kind of wrapped up last year, looked forward to this year, started to think a little bit about what the key issues were going to be. And Karis Kopp has put this together for us, working with a number of our partner companies. And she's put together a fantastic report. And Marcus and I have, have read it over and over again. And, we've, and we thought, why don't we get together, the three of us, and have a little chat about what's in there and what the key kind of key points are that we should be you know pointing out so hi to marcus hi to karis hello Fraser. hi there karis so you've pulled together this year's report yeah and i know the word that keeps coming through is inspiration so so give us a bit of context around around you know the, the overall findings of the report and and where that word inspiration comes from and why you think that's important in 2022 yeah sure so i think you know as we say in the report we kind of moved from a, a crisis mode as as covid hit to to the importance of, of leadership and adaptability which we really highlighted in in 2021 and you know now we're looking to to be inspired and to and to move forward um, and look a bit more long term as well. So we're we're kind of you know looking at it in a positive way. We we want this year to be about inspiration. We want to hear people's inspiring stories. You know how they've how they've kind of coped um, since COVID. How they've made a difference. How they've you know kept business going. How they've kept their relationships with with customers and, and partners going. So yeah, we we really want to to make sure we're highlighting that that theme of inspiration. And that came through didn't it, from some of the people that you spoke to. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll cover off who they are and, and some of the names that, that mentioned. Um, just to get a feeling for this in comparison with the previous year's report, Marcus, I know that we we put this, this is a sort of annual thing we try and do. The, the year before, obviously, had been very much driven by COVID and what was going on there. And, you know, there was a considerable amount of, online activity but people were you know really confused about what was going to happen in terms of the market we've kind of come round out the other end and seems to be a bit more optimistic about business although some people are still saying there's some challenges we'll talk about those in a moment marcus what what was your kind of sense uh when you read the report can i support together yeah i i I think it's um as you said as usual from uh, similar to last year's really inspiring insight from some of our partners so um i think i think the key thing is that uh, that um we are left with the residue perhaps of covid and restrictions are lifted now and that's welcomed obviously and clearly the omicron um strain isn't as um frightening as the previous ones and 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 obviously the vaccine programs have worked largely in the developed countries so that's all really positive but there are a bunch of challenges still but you know talking to partners they're growing and um you know that the, the enabling um power of, of of digital technology generally but more specifically print technology is hugely appealing and um yeah so so while 
maybe some of the more stable or, or conservative markets are perhaps as not as not as in a strong position actually if, if you've got this uh technology that adds agility which is what inkjet and digital print does then we're in a good place i mean i i think it's increased the uptake of new technology whether it's inkjet heads links software drive electronics um the whole kit and caboodle so i i, I think still challenging times but if you're adaptable like we said last year and then you know, we're able to, to get inspired, not be defined by fear, but but actually look at what's possible out there and take those opportunities. I think it's um, it's a positive time for our industry. Mm. And I just just reading the kind of the at the beginning of the report, it just highlights we've got uh, Francois Martin from Bob's, we've got Steve Wilson from Inca, both of them clearly saying that the. The year had proved to be better than they had expected in terms of sales. Um, other others had sort of said, "Yeah, but we are gearing up for it being tough in the beginning of 2022." But certainly, there is a sense, as you just said, that the words, or as McKinsey's report said, uh, built-in adaptability and agility were going to be crucial moving forwards. But Karis, there clearly were some some kind of key trends that are coming through and, and we'll pick up on these um let's let's start a little bit with the first one that we all know about supply chain it was mentioned as the kind of major issue you know we're a technology manufacturing based industry tell us mm. a bit more about that yeah i mean it's it's obviously one of the most pressing challenges at, at the moment isn't it and unsurprisingly you know most of the the contributors to the report you know, don't see it, it being resolved anytime soon, you know, so, but at the same time, there was, there was positivity there. There was, you know, some insight into how they're mitigating those challenges and, and still being able to, to, you know, meet their customer needs. You know, it, it's going to be an issue getting hold of, of the components needed uh, in this industry for, for a while, but they're still, you know, I think it's just getting that that insight into it and looking ahead, you know, that they're planning for a good year, you know, and um, and kind of a more stable 2023, as, as Francois from, from Bob says in, in the report. Um, and just calling for, for the importance of, of more flexibility as well, you know, and um, and being able to adapt, as we've been saying, you know, that's that's more crucial than ever as we struggle with with raw materials and, and paper shortages and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, um, across the board, that, that kind of... Um, pragmatic approach you know supply chains will continue to be challenged but also some positivity and and some insight into how they're dealing with those issues as well which i think readers will find really useful yeah i, I noticed mark Graindors at agfa was highlighting even internally they're looking at a much more increased flexibility in the way they they manage their production yeah. because of the sort of unpredictability of of, of of supply chain and you know obviously they still need to deliver for stakeholders and shareholders so it's kind of Lots of elements there that are really crucial. Um, yeah, Marcus, did you want to add anything about that? Yeah, and I, th- I think it's um, yeah, it's not going to iron itself out anytime soon. And you know, I'm hearing things with you know these um, both on the paper side, but also on just in terms of of, of, of product getting into sort of ports and that. That's that's going to take a time. But mm. 
But demand is there, you know, inflation is as well, which is obviously an unwelcome byproduct of growth. And, you know, the reality is there's a heck of a lot of money in the system. There's a lot of people that want to spend it now and we've liberated from the restrictions. So what do people do? They buy stuff and they buy stuff for the homes. They buy stuff for themselves, products for themselves, holidays, eating out. It's all linked. So um, I think it's going to be a challenge around meeting that demand but solving the supply chain problems. And um, in amongst all of that, of course, sustainability um, is no longer a side show. I think it's a central plank that every um, that every organisation needs to prove it is following and trying to meet these kind of um, targets for you know, zero emissions and net, so on and so forth. So that, again, plays quite nicely with a lot of the digital products because that's what we enable, don't we? We enable efficiency and re- reduction of waste and um, just in time. And, um, you know, so, so again, there's, there's a strong story there for, um, for uh, you know, inkjet and digital printing. I think the last thing I think is kind of a – I keep seeing reports and, and survey, and we, mentioned, we, we, we kind of mention it in, is this kind of um, shift to omnichannel. So I think, mm-hmm. you know – Let's pick up on that in a moment. I just, I just flowing through the different subjects because uh, I think the omni-channel thing is, is is very interesting, but it kind of feeds nicely to the end of the conversation. I just want to pick up on one of the other things that you mentioned quite a bit, and that's staffing and generally that sort of issue. Of, I think you call great resignations is your is your headline, but but it's more about what COVID did in terms of you know, perhaps retiring people earlier and all that, but also that industry 4.0 has meant that we're more, you know, more interconnected, and therefore there are shortages of of labour. Um, there's, you know, there's kind of holes in certain technologies. I, I, you know, today, even today, I've had two or three people say to me, "Oh, by the way, if you if you know anyone who uh, is looking for a job, then let me know." I, I've seen it on LinkedIn. You know, a number of our clients are saying, "You know, we're currently looking for six staff." So this clearly is an issue, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a really significant issue and something that came up, you know, more than I was expecting. I think when I initially started speaking to people you know, towards the end of um, 2021, um, again, people are, are talking about the need for that additional flexibility. Um, there's the, the conversation that came up a few times about um, automation and how that's going to, um, you know, be a driver there. You know, people are going to be. Um, looking more towards automation and how they can, you know, um, how the business can benefit from that if they can't find the the, the skilled labour that they need. So, you know, it, it does play into that conversation and it does highlight how important, you know, relationships are. I think we have Jonathan from Solomar talking about that, the, the collaboration, you know, piece of it all when it comes to, um, when it comes to finding the right staff and, and, and retaining them as well. And also really great to get Dorinda from Profile Recruitment's insight on this, because even before, you know, these particular challenges, she talks about how, she talks a lot about how we get younger people excited about the industry, getting them into the industry, how businesses can actually, you know, look after their staff properly and retain them. And, um, you know, work with universities and and all all the the rest of the things so her insight on this topic is um particularly of interest because she's there you know talking to these businesses and and talking to educational institutions and talking to young people so um great advice from her in the report as well about how we can 
attract the best talent to your businesses and and keep them there. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And and obviously, kind of leading on from that, what Marcus was talking about um, a little bit about that sort of omni-channel omni-channel issue, but also. Mm-hmm just want to pick up on something that i know we've talked about before is the buying journey the changes to the buying journey in terms of you know even mckinsey's reports have, have highlighted this that in a b2b environment things have changed um there's this sort of focus on problem identification solution exploration you know it's kind of a, a, the stages of buying are a little bit different marcus did you want to say something about this i know that we've been looking at this together generally about the buying process yeah i think i think it's it's, uh, changes on both sides really um for obvious reasons uh, we didn't buy in the same way we used to over the last two years and people have discovered they can do a lot by doing things digitally um Mm -hmm. you might not make the final decision although increasingly people are i mean if you're buying cars or you're buying i bought a car during uh lockdown and i bought it based on the internet and the information i found and then acquired it i didn't actually see it until i actually took receipt of it you know what i mean and i i think there's a there's a fundamental shift there um for the printing world and printed technology of course you know i'm hearing a lot of people are doing virtual demos and doing very well with that so i think that the, the way people are buying has changed also there's a change in the number of people involved in that buying decision and it's not just singular now and there's a group and that group needs to make the right decisions. They get different priorities at different points in the chain. So the influence of a singular salesperson to a singular buyer has changed massively. Um, And then factor in the the, the different channels. I mean, look at what we do at Futureprint. We have a podcast that you listen to now. We do webinars, we we write articles. We we have a number of different information sources that people can take information from. And we have events too. So I think the, the dominance of the trade show as a format has been challenged by COVID and digital's convenience means that we can do more without even moving you know so um, so i think that's that's a, a sea change moment i think um there will be st- really important trade shows still in events but um people are get, people are far more forensic look at us we're far more forensic with the reason why we're going to attend something or even run something and mm-hmm. we're far less speculative if we're exhibiting or spending money than we were sorry um is that is that a sales call yeah that's, <laughs> someone <laughs> ringing you <laughs> my daughter ringing to ask me from school <laughs> um, yeah so um i'm sorry i was being fascinating then how how did you, um, <laughs> Karis, I, did you oh, want to add anything to that because obviously <laughs> you know Karis, you, you well you write about it in the report in terms of the normal course of events you know that generally the whole kind of trade show uh, concepts being challenged by COVID, um, but you are you are quite an avid trade show attender because you <laughs> like to meet people, um, and that still remains true. So, what's yeah. your view on it, and what's your sense from the people that you spoke to? Yeah, I think this is one of the ones where some people take kind of slightly different uh, approaches. Um, you know, we're not seeing that that wholesale return to to business travel and, and meetings and, and and shows, as as Graham Kennedy from from Rico says. And you know, he says we will. He expects we'll all be a bit more rigorous with 
you know, the ROI set against trade shows and events in the future, we'll be asking how essential is this event? And I, I do agree, we'll see a, a lot more of that. But, uh, you know, we've seen the appetite to get back to events, to be face to face. You know, we've seen it firsthand at, at the Future Print and Pack Summit um, last year. And I'm sure we'll see it again going forward. So, so the the need is there, the want is there, but I think, like you said, a bit more forensic about it. But then we do have this hybrid approach now, so we we can maybe afford to be a bit more forensic about it because we can still take advantage of a lot of the great content, which I think is is one of the real positives. We don't want to lose that real benefit from 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 virtual that a lot more people can have access to. Um, the kind of event you get at trade shows that formerly was just for perhaps senior people um, that were that were attending the events. And, you know, and that ties in with this change in buying habits as well, because, you know, but just not so reliant on the sales cycle being, you know, being around trade shows. You're not going to just learn about things at, at trade shows anymore. You know, like Marcus was saying, we've got all this, you know, information at our fingertips. Why? Why are you going to rely just on on the marketing of a business when you can talk to your peers and lots of other people you know that might have the product? You can go online, see what other people are saying about it. You know, it's just it is ridiculous to think that people can just carry on doing things the, the yeah. way they have been done before because it's just gonna you're just gonna be left behind if you don't. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, look at the way things are changing and, and adapt accordingly. Yeah. Um. And then moving on in the, in the report, as we started touching on a little earlier, sustainability is is coming to the fore, isn't it? I noticed that just reading, again, Mark Graindor's comment, we noticed that especially in field of printing of packaging, the element of sustainability continues to gain a lot of attention. It's clearly, you know, uh, in the areas we're talking about in inkjet, in industrial applications, particularly in packaging, that's one of the key markets. Um, you know, there's generally lots of thought around sustainability because it's being driven by brands, mm. isn't it? Yeah, and and I think we 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 saw, you know, sustainability was a another trend that we included in the, in the 2021 report. Um, and I think you know, sustainability as with automation, the automation side of things, which was also um, a key trend in the 2021 report. You know, at some point that that was a a, a value proposition in the way that it was you know if you had a product that was more sustainable than your competitor or you had an automation product you know that was um you know a selling point but now it's getting to the point where if you if you're not serious about sustainability or or automation you know you're again you're going to be left behind you're going to be that's going to be detrimental to to business because you know as as marcus was saying it's a kind of must-have now you know if, if you're not getting on board with the fact that we need to be looking at sustainability throughout the process. Um, and we all need to look towards achieving these net zero targets and reducing the environmental impact. You know, people aren't, aren't going to go for you. They're not going to look at your product seriously yeah. because yeah. you're not meeting that fundamental need. So that's the real shift, I think, as we yeah. as we look at the trends between this year and, and, and last year, it's, it's getting yeah. to that, that it's point. I think, where it's up, almost not, it? not going to be a trend. It's going to be just, you know, a fundamental aspect of, yeah. of how businesses operate. Yeah, it was interesting at our event that we ran in Cambridge in November that the the sessions like James Bull, head of packaging at Tesco's, Fred Lill of Lill Packaging, Pack Hub, those yeah. 
those sessions that focused a bit more on sustainability, they were the ones that people rated really highly. So the audience is kind of listening as well, isn't it? And one of the fun things that you did in this report was you asked um, a lot of our partners, the the contributors, to to name three words that they felt were going to be really defining the importance, or defining Mm. importance in 2022. And just reading through, I'll just share a few of the words. Obviously, innovation comes up, uh, people comes up. Um, A couple of the things that maybe we haven't mentioned, uh, investment, finance, is is interesting that's an area um relationships was mentioned a couple of times collaboration um was there anything you wanted to add you know any other any any significant things from those words that you know you think are, are worth kind of raising uh yeah i mean just as you said it's interesting isn't it to see which ones come out um most frequently, definitely mm. sustainability on there on a yep. few of them. So, so that just um, goes to kind of back up what we've just been talking about: relationships and collaboration and people. You know, they, they all kind of feed into the to the same thing. Those those things are so crucial. The collaboration, again, another kind of future print favorite in terms mm. of our our favorite buzzwords. But yeah, yeah. that's because it's true because it's it's so important. So, well, it fits yeah. very much our segment, doesn't it? In terms of the sort of the working relationships to to define a good final project having collaboration gives you the advantages you get perhaps rather than just going to one oem that's delivering the the complete solution so it does make sense i guess for our market marcus did you want to add anything yeah I i think i think it's um clear isn't it that um most most of the um partners who contributed are are and all of our partners, really, generally speaking, are very uh, positive individuals and uh, resilient. I think is a, is a, is another key word. Um, I think that goes with positivity and inspiration. Is if you have that kind of resilience, you can try, you can weather storms, and tolerate things not necessarily being perfect. And um, um, I guess you build resilience by stepping out of your comfort zone, but. If you're in a collaborative mindset and working with a bunch of people on the project, then you're going to multiply and optimize your success. So, yeah, I think I think the key thing is not rocket science, is it? It's about trying and adapting and moving forward, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I think you're right, and and you know you put a nice conclusion together, which just says it's a recovery of twists and turns for the print industry and beyond, as we recover, rebuild, reunite. The ongoing resilience and willingness to adapt has been remarkable and we believe that it will be a good year. Mm. So, Karis, any yeah. final words that you want to just say about this? Obviously, it'd be great if people want to download it, get a copy of it. It's a, it's a nice uh, nice white paper, nice piece of uh, reporting and well-written, well-pulled together, some great contribution. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I think just, um, well, first of all, just thank you to, to all the partners that, that could contributed it's so great to get their insights and I I think it's great to you know there's talking to them there's some insights from them into um into you know how how the last year has gone for them you know mm. from a from a, a results perspective and, and kind of a year-on-year difference and also some some insights there into what they're actually doing this year so I feel like it's really you know as well as a of holistic look at, at, at big kind of macro trends we're also you know I think offering a, a sneak peek into what these leaders of the industry are, are going to be doing so I think you know for that alone it's it's worth 
downloading and, and taking a look at. But yeah, I think just like you said, it's a recovery of twists and turns. There's it's so interesting to look back at, at the 2021 report because you know some some people's predictions were spot on, some were way off. It's impossible to 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 you know forecast with any certainty at the moment. And I'm sure we'll find that again when when I put together the 2023 report and we look back on on uh, on this one. But yeah, it's it's really interesting to get people's insights. Yeah. Those twists and turns in, in 2021 have been you know, oh, great, there's the vaccine. Oh, no, there's Delta. You know, it's it's been so up and down and events being postponed and you're sure they're going ahead and then they get cancelled. So still so much uncertainty, um, but also a remarkable amount of, of positivity as well in this report. So really, really pleased to, to see that and just hope that people people read it and uh, and enjoy it. Cool. Thank you very much, Marcus. Thank you to you. And thank you, Karis, very much. And as, as said, you can download a copy of this report and many of the themes will be following through throughout the year, as you'd imagine. And we hope to see many of you at our June 29th and 30th event in Geneva, which is our Leaders Summit, which will be our uh, first proper event face-to-face um, for this year. And it will be, as, as we said before, a hybrid event. So you'll be able to see it online as well if you can't make it. Hope you can join us for that event. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up. And visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Futureprint podcast.